Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for my free seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how to be more productive. Sign up for the seven-day productivity productivity challenge at my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Today in the show, Jari Bolander. He is an engineer by training and an entrepreneur by nature. He is also the author of the book, The Entrepreneur Ethos. Lots of information in our show today. This is a very timely episode because of the global pandemic. We're going to talk about how entrepreneurs can deal with the downtime. As a matter of fact, we're going to give you over 12 ideas that you can do right now so when the pandemic passes, you're ready to go. So grab yourself a notebook and let's get started. Jory, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me on. This is going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, it is. Now, we're recording this on March the 18th, and you are in lockdown out there in San Francisco. Yes, I am. I think it's called shelter in place, <laughs> which is one level below <laughs> lockdown. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are uh, officially shelter in place and trying to you know make the best of it and, you know, working on all the, the things I would normally work on, but but now a little more remote. <laughs> well, I was watching shortly before we started recording this interview, I was watching, uh, I love TikTok, and I was watching a video from some guy over in Milan, Italy, and he was saying, you know, here, you know, we're in lockdown. They are lockdown quarantine in place over there in Italy. And he was saying, you know, we're all in this together, and, you know, the stores are still open, the pharmacies are still open. We're going to be okay. yes. People are going to get sick. Yes, people are going to die. Yes, the economy is going to take a hit. But, you know, we're going to get through this. We got through the Spanish flu. We got through SARS. We got through N1H1. We're going to be fine if we just keep our wits about us. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, in in these times of chaos and struggle, you know, a lot of people get freaked out watching social media, the news. Mm. And, you know, the news... The old saying is, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So it is going to be inundated with all sorts of doom and gloom. And I think the thing that I've found that I've been trying, you know, really trying to to stay calm and focused because, you know, I've I've kind of been through this sort of quarantine thing before when my my late wife, Jane, had leukemia. Um, You know, she didn't have immune system. Anything could have killed her, right? Um, and so we, we used to have all sorts of kind of protocols just like this, you know, sequestered in the house, cleaning. And one of the things that we really found that was not only, you know, it was a little sad that we couldn't interact with people because I, I couldn't as much either because I was a primary caregiver. But what we really found was that we could settle into a routine that would really enrich and fulfill us in ways that we never knew existed, just the sense of calming down and slowing down and really thinking about what matters to you um, would make us feel really good. And doing the same thing now, um, you know, with my fiance um, and her, her daughter, um, I'm sequestered at their place um, so that, you know, we can be together and commune and support each other and 
what I've seen throughout at least my friends network, I'm sure you've seen this with your family and friends network. A lot of people are coming together. Um, there's a lot of good in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, we're very resilient as a species. We've been through a lot, as you said, we've been through the Spanish flu. We've been through pandemics before. I think we clearly we're going to get through it and there'll be some, you know, there'll be some sorrow, but overall, I think all of us will be stronger for it. And I, and I hope, which is what I got out of my experience, you know, caring for my late wife is that you feel a little more of humanity. There's some things that just don't matter much anymore and you put things in perspective and that's the biggest lesson that we can all learn. And, you know, being kind to each other is so important and you start to see that you see that all, all the time. So yeah, we're, we'll get through it. Um, a little hard now, but, uh, what stiff upper lip and press on, as they say in England. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've been telling people, look, at, you need to stay informed what's going on. Yeah. But when I say that, I don't mean like endlessly scrolling on social media and then watching the news all the time. So because that causes anxiety. As a matter of fact, I'm getting upset with the no local news stations because yeah. I think – 30 minute newscast. Here's the latest. Go watch a movie. Go, you know, I, I spent on Sunday afternoon. Um, I watched a bunch of shows on Disney plus, you know, yeah. you, you, you just can't watch the news. Go watch a funny movie. Go watch your regular yeah. shows, whatever. And I think the TV stations, while they need to keep us informed, I think they also need to say, okay, listen, it's instead of a three hour newscast, we're going to do 30 minutes. And then I want you to go back and go watch something fun. Because if you don't get that break, it's going to cause you anxiety, overwhelm, frustration. What's could cause your immune system to suffer, which means you may be more likelihood to get the coronavirus. So this all goes yeah. together. So it's okay to go watch that funny movie is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think every we should laugh every day. Yes. I mean, again, that's one of the things I learned from being a caregiver is even a small little joke, a five-minute rest, a 10-minute meditation, a walk around the block – Anything that kind of gives you you time to kind of recharge and kind of solidify that everything's going to be okay. And that helps if you've got kids too, right? I mean, kids, you know, they're pretty sensitive. I mean, this is, this is troubling for them that their routines are disrupted. I mean, San Francisco and the six Bay Area counties, schools close. So, you know, my stepdaughter or future stepdaughter is like, you know, work, she's schooling from home. <laughs> and so, you know, she's have, has her little desk and it's really cool that she's got her space and, you know, but she's a 10 year old, she's going to be bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so we're, you know, and, 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 and my fiance, who's just, who works from home normally is just so great at kind of compartmentalizing work and home and balance. And, and she's just, just such a rock when it comes to that. And really thankful for, for her kind of, you know, being supportive for for not only me and and and, and her her daughter, but also the community at large. Because because what happens is when we get isolated, we start to feel lonely and we start to feel like no one cares, and that's can be really hard on a human, right? I mean, we're social animals. <laughs> Even if you're mm -hmm. like someone that doesn't want to be around folks, you do. You have to, and so. You know, as business people, as entrepreneurs that, you know, we're sort of a little bit more outgoing, at least some of us are, it's important that we keep those connections. We, we try to make things as kind of normal as possible, you know, within reason. You have to be safe. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to do anything foolish, but keeping those connections are going to be really important. 100%. And even for business, like, 
business continuity, developing new products, projects, that's pretty good time to do that right now, you know, within yeah. reason and within being, you know, respectful and stuff. But that's you know, actually what we're going to talk about on the show today, because yeah, I, we yeah, were talking before, sure. I, before I press record is my biggest fear is a lot of people who, whether they're entrepreneurs or whether they're small business owners, you know, they're getting sucked up into the social media and the news cycle when they should be working on their business. Maybe they need to revamp their website or create, launch a podcast like you just did uh, this yeah. past week or launch a YouTube channel. This is the time. You always say, I don't have time. Well, now we all have to stay at home and social distancing. Now is the time. If you want to write a book, now is the time. So let's talk about how entrepreneurs can deal with their business because a lot of us don't have business because it's all dried up because yeah. people don't have jobs. How can they deal with that with the coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a really uh, astute observation. Um, and I've always seen this throughout all crises. You know, the 2008 crisis, the 2000 crisis in terms of, you know, markets crashing and everything. And what, what I've found is that um, if you have the entrepreneurial mindset, which is you know, the book I wrote, The Entrepreneur Ethos, and the actual podcast that I just launched on Monday. <laughs> some people think, <laughs> oh, great timing, or some people think, yeah, perfect timing, um, which is called The Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast, which which we can share a link for um, later on. But what what I found is that the the traits, values, and beliefs of the entrepreneur community are these 21st century skills that all of us today have to have, right? And so let's say you know, you're working from home because you have to, and you've had the idea, you wanted to work on something, or you're sort of constrained on what you can do. Well, the beautiful thing about creativity is it loves constraint. And so, if you had to revamp your website, if you have to, you know, figure out a different business process, if you have a new product line, if you're writing a book, I'm actually writing a book right now, um, you you get the the, if you can do the discipline of setting time aside, some time for you. Again, it's really important that when you're kind of sequestered, you're around other people, that you have time for you because you need to recharge to be there for your family, your friends, mm -hmm. and for your community. And as entrepreneurs, we really have to be there for our community because you know the services that we provide and the products and the innovation is needed. I mean, the people that are going to solve this coronavirus pandemic is going to be a combination of super smart scientists and resourceful entrepreneurs that are going to find a way because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And so if you're sitting there going, oh, you know, I own a gym, I own a barbershop, I really can't service customers. Well, maybe there's some other things you can do. A lot of gyms are doing virtual classes, um, you know, maybe barbershop could, you know, <laughs> teach you how to self-groom or whatever, but there's, yeah, I mean, probably be pretty funny, um, seeing how I'm going to need a haircut soon. <laughs> uh, well, gonna, you, you do have a 10 year old, soon to be stepdaughter, <laughs> yeah. so she could learn a new skill. Yeah, there you go. There you go for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just becomes a question of, you know, the, the, the trait in, the traits, values, and beliefs of the entrepreneur community really come to shine in a crisis. And the one that shines the most is resilience. Resilience is something that 
unlike, you know, like, just like grit where you find a way. And a lot of people that have never done that before get a little nervous about uncertainty, right? But, you know, if you're thinking about starting something, if you're thinking about expanding your business, you have a lot of time to think about it now. You should uh, certainly consider what would be, you know, a rational, reasonable way to go about it. But I don't, don't see any reason to not try even harder, you know, and, and again, uncertainty is really tough to deal with. Humans don't like it. The few of us that do like uncertainty, we only like it in some parts of our life. Like for me, business uncertainty is like, oh, I thrive, but personal, you know, it's like, oh, really? <laughs> do I have to deal with yet another piece? But, you know, the, the, the few things that I've learned over my time, over my 20 plus years as an entrepreneur is that in times of change and crisis is where the opportunity is. And opportunity is always there. And if you're ready to grasp it, then you can grasp it. And again, I'm not saying, you know, gouge people by selling hand sanitizer for a yeah. hundred bucks a bottle. That that's not, that's not ethical, nor what I'm talking about and nor what that's I know. That's not you entrepreneurship know. either. No, that's, that's being, that's just not a nice person, right? Yes. That's, uh, that's something none of us want to do, but the majority of the world, the majority of entrepreneurs, just the majority of humankind, you know, what they want is they want to feel secure. They want to feel like they're heard and they want to buy products and services from entrepreneurs and business people that they trust and like and feel a connection with. So, you know, if, if you're one of those businesses that relies a lot on people, then maybe you can figure out different ways to connect to them or you know, have in, them help you. You know, what's interesting is unlike any other natural disaster, like back a couple of years ago here in Houston, we had Hurricane Harvey drop yeah. 52 into the rain or an earthquake or wildfires out where you live. You know, this is like, you can't really go help your neighbor. That's the thing. I, again, yeah. I watched a TikTok video. This guy lives in an apartment complex and there's a lot of senior citizens there who are sequestered because, you know, they're, they're vulnerable and he's doing shopping for them. But what he has to do he gets their order through the window and then he goes and gets the stuff in the store comes back and he wipes down the bags and the doorknobs and everything like that we really can't like go to someone's house like they're flooded out and work because you can't you got to keep social distancing so i think because this crisis is something let's face it no one ever gone through i've never gone through a pandemic in my 54 years it's a little differently you can't go across street and help somebody so you got to figure out how can we help the people in our community and still keep social distancing which I never thought, I mean, that word when it first came out and that phrase, I'm like, I've never said those words together before, but it's a reality in our life today. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and it's the best way hands down to stop a pandemic, especially one transferred through touching and air. And I mean, it's, it's the right thing to do and it's hard and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to suffer because of it. And we, as you know, society need to help them out. I mean, you know, we, we can, in San Francisco, we're encouraged to go walk outside, you know, but keep six feet (laughs) from everyone, you know? So, uh, so what I've been doing is, and I normally, I mean, I normally don't smile a lot. It's like a character flaw I'm working on. (laughs) Of course, my, my, uh, my future stepdaughter and my fiance are like, you should smile more. You, you, you know, you have a beautiful smile and which I really appreciate, but, but I'm smiling on people more. I'm waving, saying, hello, how you doing? That connection, even though we can't physically touch, but just the recognition that I see you, you mean something, 
you know, mm-hmm. we're in it together. That's, it's not perfect, but it, it, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. And I think that's, again, when it comes to, like you mentioned, um, you know, disasters where you can actually go help your neighbor, uh, which you always see time and time again is like the best of humanity always comes out. I mean, just incredible amount of compassion that people have, um, no matter who you are, you know, doesn't matter what part of the political spectrum, what you look like, you know, we're all human. And so, yeah, in the, in these, in these times, <laughs> it's a little, you know, since we can't be social, you know, what we're doing now talking on a podcast, you know, I'll have a video call a little later on. Like I can see people, um, I have a, f- you know, phone call with friends to, you know, where people are scheduling these quote unquote meetups or virtual happy hours or, you know, um, things that where we can see each other, but not be, be next to each other. Um, mm. again, well, it's funny because you know, I, I go every, uh, I run every day. So I go running at like five 30 in the morning and mm-hmm. you know, I get my little reflective vest on because it's still dark at five 30 in the morning and there's nobody out. Usually by five 30 people here in Houston are, you know, driving the long distance into downtown Houston. Cause I live on the West side and they're fighting the traffic and there's not a soul out anywhere. And I'm like, yeah. this is really bizarre, but I want to, I want to, I want to do something really. I just, this thought literally came to me as you were talking there, Jerry. Um, I want to do a little, uh, a spur of the moment thing. So what I want to do, I want to really, help the listener today. So what I want to do is I want to do something rapid fire with you. I want to come up with ideas that people who are listening to this show can do during this pandemic. So I I don't want to go into detail. I just want to start giving ideas. So so my first idea is start a podcast. So let's, let's see how far we can go. We won't, we won't do this for 20 minutes, but let's give people like a dozen (laughs) or so ideas. So if they're going, what can I do? Well, here's my first idea, start a podcast. Yeah, start a podcast. Um, you could get on Fiverr, and if you know how to write, you can um, help people out trying to report on this. There is an overload of information that is hard to sift through. So, if you want to be a freelance writer, now is a pretty good time. There's lots of people looking for freelance writers. So, if you've ever one. wanted to learn how to use any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Good time to go to a website, G-O-O-G-L-E, Google.com, and type in, how do I use X? And there's tons of um, there's tons of information out there. So if you've ever wanted to learn something, go learn it during this pandemic. For sure. And if you wanted to ever write a book, as you mentioned before, perfect time to do that. Uh, if you want to know how to do that, there's a couple of great resources. There's a place called uh, NaNoWriMo, which uh, is a resource that they literally in the month of November, uh, have everyone write a 50,000 word novel. Um, but they have kind of, uh, require or not requirements. They've got like, uh, resources the whole year round. And then there's another one called storygrid.com. Um, and they, they tell you how to write better stories and there's a method and a process. So learning how to tell better stories is even more important now when, you know, as humans, we love story and there's going to be a lot of stories to tell. So, that's another one. Learn a new language. I mean, there's apps out there, Duolingo, and there's a whole host of uh, language apps out there. You can learn a new language. And if you're you know, sequestered with your family, you can learn a language together. Maybe you all start speaking Mandarin or Italian or Spanish or Russian as a family. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, there's that. That's a good one. Um, I was you know, last night I had a uh, 
my, my stepdaughter uh, gave us a little flute recital, oh, nice. <laughs> which, uh, which was pretty cool. I was going to, you know, bust out my didgeridoo, which is a, a what? It's, it's a, dig, a didgeridoo is a, uh, it's an Aborigine instrument. It's a, it's a wind instrument. It, oh, it's, it's like a drone. It sounds like a drone. Anyway, there's a long story about why, why I, I attempt to play it, but, um, yeah, there's that. Or like, let's say you're a teacher or you know something, you can start uh, tutoring people online. There's a lot of resources for that. Or, you know, start start writing a class or start doing a class on Udemy or TabletWise or any of those online platforms. People are going to be really hungry for content to help their kids teach. Mm. Um, that's, I think, a really important thing. You know, you got to keep the kids entertained. <laughs> so Yes, yes. And my next idea is learn how to cook. I mean, oh yeah, good one. You know, we always have we're always rushing from work to home, the kids to choir practice, the baseball practice. Well, maybe you learn to cook as a family. Maybe you look up a recipe online and one person goes to the store, buys all the ingredients and you try something new as a family. So, learn to cook. Yeah, that's a good one. I know we've been cooking more and more at home. Um, the other thing is kind of a short-term thing is a started delivery service. <laughs> oh yeah. Amazon's hiring a hundred thousand delivery people. Wow. So, I mean, they have to, right. This is one of those things where, you know, infrastructure is going to be, going to be strained a bit, but, but yeah, I mean, a delivery is a, is a great way, even if it's like what that guy in Italy did, which I think is just fantastic where he, uh, he helped his neighbors that can't get out bottom stuff. Yep. And, you know, maybe ask for a donation or, you know, if they can't, you know, I mean, I know you're, he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart and that's great. But, you know, there are people that will pay, that can pay, that are willing to pay um, for delivery services. I mean, like even learning a skill. Um, I just saw that, uh, you know, any kind of repair type people, like people that know how to repair things like cars and plumbers and all that sort of stuff are going to be in high demand. So you, you stole part of my idea. I was going to give for my <laughs> last idea. How many projects around the house have you been putting off and putting off and putting off? But now you got the time. So maybe you start <laughs> that garden. Maybe you finally, yeah. finally finish that room, fix that door that's been squeaking. Hey, home projects. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's there you the, go. That's a, uh, the 11th idea. I'm trying to keep a uh, tally here. So let's make it an even dozen, uh, Jari. What is the 12th idea for people listening to the show? So I think um, making art mm. or any kind of thing that makes people laugh and entertained is really going to be required. Well, I mean, it's required always, but I think more and more people want to laugh. I mean, we have to be serious. Don't get me wrong. And this is a really serious thing that we have to take heart in, but we should also laugh, have mm -hmm. fun. So if, if you, if you're a talented comedian, if you know how to make people laugh, if you can do little skits or whatever, like create a entertainment channel. <laughs> They're pretty easy to do on YouTube, right? <laughs> yes, they are. Absolutely. I mean, it could be a, you know, it could be a joke podcast. I mean, what, what I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, try to have these funny kid friendly jokes. I'm pretty bad at it. You know, like, <laughs> Dad jokes? They're not, they're not dad. Well, they're, they're, they're borderline dad jokes. Okay. Cause, cause usually I usually hear them from my stepdaughter, but, um, but, you know, like bring some joy in the world, create some art, share your gift, be kind, like 
have something that people can be like, oh, this is, you know, it, it makes them feel, makes them laugh. If, if we can laugh more during this time, we're, we're going to, I mean, we're going to get through it, but mm-hmm. it'll make it a little more pleasant. I tell you, one of the reasons why I love TikTok so much is there are some very creative people. I don't know if you ever tried TikTok. It is a great platform. Uh, it's not owned by Facebook, which is one of the reasons why I like it. it the people are doing insanely creative videos. Now, me, I'm just a boring 54-year-old guy. I'm just like telling people to be more productive and stuff like that. But there are people who are – it's called microblogging or microvlogging. I'm sorry. So what you do okay. – one thing that TikTok allows you to do is you can like – start recording for like three seconds and then you put it in draft and you go someplace else and for four seconds so up to a minute long and so you can actually do a one minute vlog throughout the day and i want to get into that because it's like really creative people you know i saw one from a flight attendant today very creative and so there's all kinds of things we've given you at least 12 uh, you gave me a lot you gave us a lot more than i gave the people so a lot of ideas no excuses go do something uh, while you have the time, because when this thing finally, we all recover from this and it's gone from the earth and you're going to go, oh man, I should have done something. I listened to that podcast with Jari and Mark and I didn't do a darn thing. And now you're going to be behind the eight ball. So do the, when you have the time, do that stuff now. So let's talk about your book, your podcast. I mean, you, congratulations, by the way. I'm so impressed when people start a podcast because there's like, I don't think like 20 trillion blogs, but only like 970,000 podcasts. And of those, only 30% are updated on a regular basis. As my listeners know, I update three to four times a week. So congratulations on your new podcast. What is it about? And tell us more about it. Yeah, sure. No, I I really appreciate that. And now that I've created one, I can doubly appreciate what you do and how hard it is to do so i think you have what 500 or so uh as of this will be episode number 524 wow 524 man i've been struggling with the six or seven that i've recorded (laughs) but you know what when i started i i'm like man if i get the 10 and it's okay i get the 50 and all of a sudden one day i'm like 500 oh my goodness so it'll sneak up on you if you stay dedicated to it it'll sneak up on you you look back and like wow i remember i started my podcast during the uh covid19 uh pandemic back in 2020 and look how far you come so you it'll go by really fast trust me on that yeah well thank you for that i actually launched it on (laughs) this last monday which would be uh March 16th. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, literally like I had done a bunch of interviews ahead of time and um, my, my whole shtick was going to be, oh, in-person interviews, you know, well, oh. not, 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 in, <laughs> not anymore, but, but, you know, I mean, wh- when it makes sense, it makes sense. But, but the thing that I wanted to do with the podcast is that I, I wrote a book called the entrepreneur ethos and it's uh, the traits, values, and beliefs to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur community. And, and frankly, I think world. And so I wanted to have the conversations I had with the entrepreneurs, all sorts of entrepreneurs that I interviewed for the book. And it's just been this great, great, so creative and just so just rewarding. I mean, the conversation we're having right now, Mark, is just, it's a beautiful thing to connect and talk about in this sort of real time live thing where, you know, people can hear the enthusiasm in our voice, you know, they hear us laugh, hopefully they'd be a little entertained you know, during these, during these trying times, but I I wanted to get at the heart of the entrepreneur mindset, wanted to get at the heart of these skills, these traits, these values, the beliefs that, that really are these 21st century life skills. And so the name of the podcast is the entrepreneur ethos podcast, super original, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) 
but but you know wanted wanted to create a space and a conversation that I actually have more often than not a couple three times a, a week with entrepreneurs that I mentor that I teach that I'm friends with that you know that I work with because you know th- there's a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts and stuff out there about how to make your first million and you know a lot of the external trappings of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and and while I love that stuff that's great it's never bad <laughs> to you know to feed yourself and be successful I mean I truly believe that you know entrepreneurship is is what creates good in the world I also wanted to figure out what was internal what's the minds internal mindset what what do people feel inside their heart when they're doing a job that's one of the hardest jobs in the world because you know success is can be fleeting and so what was the attitude and i think that's what i'm trying to go for and you know the first see i've done seven episodes six or seven episodes and it's been it's been amazing it's really been amazing just hearing what people are talking about and being connected you know um and i think as a community of entrepreneurs and and just frankly creatives because i think creative people even though they don't like <laughs> the messy business oh, money why would i want to get paid for my art you know they're entrepreneurs too mm-hmm. well i one of the things i like about the podcast is i've met some really cool people like you and yeah, i've had the people uh former executive vice president for operations for walt disney world i've had uh, the pitbull of personal development larry winged on the show i've had a lot of you know not not all a-listers but I met some really cool people and people I found when you reach out to um, you know, people, they're, they're really delighted to come on your show. You know, if you, if you want to meet them in public, they're like, ah, I don't know who you are, but people put their guard down and they're like, Hey, yeah, I'd love to come share my story. And one of the things I always try to do, and hopefully I was successful with our time together today, Jari, I always try to ask questions that you've never been asked before. I've had people on my show who are professional podcast interview uh, guests and they get asked the same questions over and over again. And it, you know, if I, if I hit the ball out of the park um, to use a baseball analogy at the end of the show, you know, we, we say goodbye. They're like, you know what? No one's ever asked me that question before. And, and so that's one thing I try to do because let's face it. If you're on a podcast a lot and you get asked the same questions like yeah. Oprah and, and Tony Robbins and Elon Musk, they probably get asked the same questions all the time. And I want to be that person to ask different questions. You know, I can go to your LinkedIn profile or your Twitter profile, or your website. I want to learn more about you and my listeners want to know more about you too. So I yeah. really appreciate you being on the show today so so they can go and find your podcast uh, anywhere that podcast can be listened to correct that is correct yes so, finally got all updated after all the <laughs> you know this, the, is a, this is a little uh, a little um a little a little trivia if you will for lack of better okay. word for my cool. listeners there's one place you can't listen to my podcast do you want to know where that is oh yeah i'm curious soundcloud you want to know why why? Because Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Pandora and Radio Public and iHeartRadio, it's free. But SoundCloud wants to charge podcasts or the broadcast. I'm like, no, I'm on every other platform out there in the world. And, and SoundCloud's yeah. like a little microscopic uh, contributor to the world of podcasting. So I'm like, I'm not going to pay $15 a month. When most people, if you look at the statistics, and this is a little inside baseball for you listener, Apple Podcasts, uh, 
uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora and iHeartRadio, the top five. SoundCloud's yeah. not even in the top 15. And so yeah. I'm, I, I not, that's why I refuse. I mean, it's 15 bucks a month, but if everybody else is free, why would I want to pay? Now, if they were Apple Podcasts, they have that kind of, uh, you know, yeah. listenership, I would pay, but not for that small audience, not for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering, just curious if you have any advice, you know, for young aspiring <laughs> podcaster, you know, you're, been around the block. Um, you are a little older than me, but not by much. I'm 49. So, you know, you're, you're kind of my mentor, you know, a little, <laughs> little bit of the elder statesman. Uh, any, any advice that you would give me? I'm, I'm just would love anything to help, help make it easier and get people more engaged. You know, yeah. I don't want to get too tactical because the audience, you know, we may have lost some people already, but it's okay. <laughs> it's my podcast. I can talk about whatever on the show. I would just say, do you. Be you. Don't okay. try to be Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone or Brendan Burchard or Marie Forleo. You have to be you. I have to be me. And that even applies to you, listener. When you're in the world, you need to be uniquely you. Okay. It's good to learn from other people and em- emulate what they do, but don't copy anybody. Just be you. My show is unapologetically mine. And I stumble over my words. Sometimes I talk too fast. Sometimes I use the wrong word, but this is me. My listeners yeah. listen to me because I'm me and your listeners will listen to you. Not so much the, because of who you have in the show. It's because they're coming to you because you're being you. So the best tip I can have for you is be you. The second tip. And again, this applies to the listeners. Well, have fun don't be boring have fun so those are my top two tips for you awesome well i I appreciate that i'll 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 be reaching out more (laughs) (laughs) no worries i really appreciate it jari this has been so much fun having you on the show i mean it's a really difficult time in our life but you know what we gave people plenty of ideas in order to be productive that's what the show is all about in this global pandemic we're going to get through this so i want to thank you so much for your your time today it's awesome to have you on the show uh, I really appreciate it, Mark. You know, stay safe and we'll get through it together, as you said. And, you know, we'll come out stronger. And for those of you that are listening, you know, reach out to to folks that you haven't talked to in a while. Smile, wave, and uh, start something new. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast and then tell two or three other friends or family or colleagues about the show. The more people that know about it, the more people I can help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really do appreciate your time and attention. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.